0: Yes, everyone. Let's get into it. Uh, let me just give a quick introduction to what we were trying to speak about today, which is uh, the topic of the day, Secret from the the Power of Habits and the 4S Framework. So habits, you know, when you think of the word habits, many things come to mind. Uh, many questions, at least for me, what are good habits? What are bad habits? How do you develop habits? Uh, and at large, you know, what does spirituality have to say about uh, habits and where they come from? So we're joined today by two distinguished speakers, Subhasji from Singapore, who is working as an actuarial professional, as well as G from the US, who is working as an IT architect in Washington, DC. Uh, So thank you both for joining us. I hope you can both hear me. Yes,
1: Veenarji, I can hear you. Thank you very much.
0: Lovely, lovely. All right. So let's get into it. Uh, and once again, uh, I apologize to you, all of the listeners. I hope uh, you've been able to stay patient with us. Uh, we'll be looking into what went wrong earlier um, after our today's session. So perhaps we could start with you, Subhashi. Uh You know, we have this uh, idea of habits and uh, everyone has their own concept and idea of what a habit is. Uh, you know, how would you define habits and, uh, you know, is there a link between habits and patterns of behavior? Uh, you know, what, what what is a habit?
1: Thank you very much, Avinuji. Um, I think um, let's just start from the beginning itself. The habit, it, when we talk about habit, uh, how the habit starts, basically it starts from, uh, from the beginning when we, we are, Uh, born from that time itself and most of our habits in fact all of our habits are linked with our sense organs and habit is basically coming through the repetition of doing something or experiencing something on that basis a very simple example i i I talk about this specific example is when we eat when when we are eating our lunch our breakfast or our uh, dinner why do we eat do we eat because we are hungry? Or do we eat because for our taste? Or do we eat because of our habit itself? So in my opinion, all three are true. So by this example, what I mean to say is habit is coming through the repetition work. And many a times our sense organs are habituated about those activities and repetitively, when we do the same thing again and again and again and again, our body, our internal system, the mind is now habituated about those activities and that's how whenever that time comes, whenever that feeling comes, whenever some specific situation appears in front of us, that habitual thing will automatically come in front of us and that's how the habit creates. Habit doesn't mean that it is always... On the bad side, we are talking about habits on the right side as well. As for example, if someone is, is having a habit of getting in the morning, say five o'clock, it's a habit. Habit means here the person at the beginning time would have started waking up in the morning five o'clock or probably his or her parents have make him uh, habituated to wake up in the morning five o'clock, even if that person did not want at that time point, but after a few days Uh, few months, the person's body and the mind has accepted that activity automatically so that whenever that time system comes, the body reacts on that, the mind reacts on that, and things happen on that basis. Definitely, our habit is linked with our behavior, but here, the mind and our intellect work together as well, because many times we feel that one particular habit is there, but our intellect or the mind can decide or think whether the, it should be reflected in the behavior or not. So there can be a contrab- controllability on that habit as well. But most of the time, what we have seen, in fact, you can see many people, especially when we talk about uh, example of a smoker, someone is smoking. Even if the person thinks, no, 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 the smoking is not good for me, but out of habit, just out of habit, the person's behavior and the activity goes on that basis. Abhinav
0: yeah yeah that, that that makes a lot of sense and i think you've really touched on an important piece there which is that um you know in in, in our body there's this topology of you know different entities which have different responsibilities uh which we, we we can become more attuned to as we go through our lives and our spiritual lifestyle such as the mind and the intellect and it seems like habits traverse a path between these different uh aspects of our existence and they drive us to do certain things. Uh, w- would you agree with that sentiment, uh, Vijay G as well? Uh, do you believe that that is perhaps a simplification of uh, of what Subhashi said, or do you think that's uh, accurate? Uh,
2: again, good evening from here. Uh, good morning, good afternoon, wherever you are in the world. Jai uh, Dev everyone. I'm very happy to be uh, a speaker on this forum today. I... Agree with Subhashji. I mean, Subhashji put it beautifully, uh, giving, you know, the DNA of a habit, how it is cultivated and how it uh, becomes a regular practice. And like he rightly said, everything, every action, or uh, I mean, every deed that one does, habit is a part of the deed, is, is part of his day-to-day routine. And that's, Driven by mind and intellect. I mean, they play a very, very vital role. Let it be a good habit as well as a bad habit. Um, mind and intellect have a significant role.
0: Yeah, yeah, that makes uh, a lot of sense. And I think as we kind of start to unpack these, and you just mentioned good and bad habits, um, I'm wondering... um in terms of good and bad and what, how you determine what a good habit is and how you determine what a bad habit is, uh, what would you say is, uh, how, how would you say the sort of it and, and spirituality at large uh, helps us define these boundaries between what is a good habit and what is a bad habit?
2: Excellent question. I, I can take that question, Binavichin. Is that okay?
0: Yeah, absolutely.
2: Absolutely. Okay. Good habit versus a bad habit. (laughs) What's good, what's bad? It's a relative word, right? Uh, Like we all, uh, there are certain things which are very, very clearly defined. Nobody would argue about it or uh, differ, uh, saying, uh, putting your arm in fire are. Standing at the edge of the cliff is a good habit. There's there's no discussion about it. Right? We all know that's something bad. We know uh, the constant addictions one have. Let's say smoking, drinking, you know, uh, embezzling, any 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 sort of uh, things that cause harm to oneself more than anybody else. Of course, it does. Most of these acts which cause harm to others are also bad because we as individuals, we are part of a society and the society has uh, certain responsibilities that one as an individual has to uh, adhere to. Certain habits which are injurious or which Cause detrimental things to oneself are all bad habits, and of course, good habits uh, like Subhashi mentioned, like the you know waking up in the morning, uh, exercising, uh, meditating, uh, enriching one's uh, behavior. Uh, working on anger or bad vices, they're all good habits. The clear distinction between a good habit and a bad habit is something which Venham Yoga professes is that which gives complete happiness and permanent happiness. Anything that is transient in nature, though it gives you or you, makes you feel like you're having temporary pleasure, say, for example, uh, I don't know, I mean, it's people say, hey, I drink because I, I enjoy, I have a lot of fun, I am free, I don't have any inhibitions, etc., etc., but even if that so-called happiness, one—if you want it, if you want him to go with his claim, we know, and time has proven it many times that that's very, very transient. But the side effects are, the consequences of such an habit, are very, very detrimental to one's advancement and development. So basically. A good habit is something which provides permanent or everlasting happiness or satisfaction. Uh, do you want to add anything, Subhashji?
1: Thank you, uh, Vijayji and Avinarji for this question. And yeah, Vijayji, you have explained it very nicely. Uh, I, I'm just trying to refer one um, uh, couplet from Swarved, where Swamiji has mentioned about the mind. He said that, What he means here is to say that the mind has two states. One is, he said, Shuddha and Ashuddha, the pure and impure. When the mind is all the times, most of the times, linked with the sense organs, it is considered to be the impure one. And when the mind is connected to the conscious entity, the soul, it is considered to be the pure one. When we talk about habit, in my opinion, in my understanding, what I understand is habit is a characteristic. Habit is is a way of activity. So who does it? It's individual. The person is doing When we talk about person is doing, what does that mean? Which entity of that person is doing that habit or doing that behavior? It's the body, any body part, the activity. Who is governing those activities? Probably it's the mind which is governing with the help of the body or the sense organs. That means anything, whether it's out of habit, good or bad, or even any other behavior, whatever we are doing, that is actually being done with the help of the mind. When we talk about good and bad, as ji mentioned, it's a very relative term. Uh, for one person, something can be good. For the same person, or for the other person, the same good thing can be bad also. When we talk about good and bad, it depends on, on which frame we are at. If the frame is not identical to compare, it cannot be the same. If the frame of comparison means if one person's frame of understanding is different than the other then the definition of good and bad for those two people would be different. And this frame can be defined on the basis of this state of the mind. If the person's mind is more linked with the sense organs only, not with that conscious entity, then his base would be different. And the other person who is more linked to that conscious entity, the soul side, then his base would be different. And I think the good and bad to define it would be based on that framework. Anything, say, uh, there is one person who is waking up uh, in the morning or doing some activities, all these things are based on the situational uh, environment around that person, whether it's natural environment or it's forceful environment. But the habits are on the basis of what the person has from the inside. And that depends on how his mind works, how his intellect works and how his framework is designed inside into him. Yeah,
0: definitely. I think you both touched on some very uh, poignant points there. And, you know, I'm sort of reflecting on myself as we're going through this and um, I'm sure all of our listeners also kind of have this internal battle uh, at, at some points in their lives where they're trying to decide what to do with their time. And, You know, one thing I found uh, fruitful, uh, which I think leans into what both of you mentioned about having a a longer term view of your joy and your source of happiness and perhaps your drive and purpose in life, Uh, you know, having this, I I found that uh, most of the people we look up to in our our modern world, uh, to me, it seems like uh, they have very specific things they want to achieve over a long period of time. And the things they do with their time, the habits they develop, they all seem to align with that longer-term view. Uh, So, you know, I've met people who I'm very inspired by, who, uh, you know, they have decided, okay, I'm at the age of 15. They may decide, okay, I want to work at this extremely good company because I want to have a good impact on the world. And then their entire life and all the things they decide to do with their life or the habits they form, they seem to align with that purpose. And this is also something we touched on last week in our session on time management, where, you know, uh, we were lucky to be joined by uh, Dr. Zabas Chandra as well as, um, uh, let me just remember, um, as well as Shekharji from Australia. And, you know, we, we learned that having a sense of purpose is very important. And I think perhaps as we go further and we, we go to the next part of our conversation, um, it seems to me like purpose is a very big kind of uh, driving factor for determining, is this habit good for me? Is this habit not good for me? Um, would you agree with that kind of sentiment, uh, Sapashi?
1: Yeah, I think uh, purpose is, of course, uh, very important because, uh, as I mentioned, it, it's, it's linked to the environment around us also. Many times, uh, if I talk about a kid, uh, who is very nice very good kid very good here what i mean to say is he listens to his parents each and every word he is very obedient although he is not that suppose um, intelligent enough or or matured enough to understand good or bad but at least suppose the person the kid is understanding what his parents are saying and he's following at least Okay, whether he has to do something or he does not have to do something. But suppose he after a few months or a few days he uh, grown up and then he has some of his friend circles And in that friend circle, some of his friends are having different uh, attitude, different character, different habits, because their uh, maybe circumstances are different, their environments are different, or probably their upbringings are different. And then, uh, suppose that kid is seeing a difference in his behavior, his habits, compared to the other of the friends. Then... Now it completely depends on that kid, how he is taking it. Many a times what we have seen, if I remember my childhood, many a times some of our friends says, they, they, they even blackmail sometimes. You know, blackmail means, oh, you cannot do this. Come on, we are friends. For, for friendship, you can do this, right? And many, many a times such kind of things, I mean, be it, I'm referring here mostly on the bad side, uh, the bad habits, Things start on that kind of thing for for most of the people. If there is no control from that person at that time point, even if his purpose is different, but because of being caught in emotional, um, how do I say, emotional blackmail or, or, or emotional attachment to his friends, his habits can change. Be it plus point or even in negative side. Uh, many a times we have seen in movies also we have seen that uh, suppose there is a there is a guy who fell in love with uh, a girl and that ba- guy is is a bad guy bad guy in the sense he 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 does all the fightings only on the street and this and that but just on the basis of what his uh, girlfriend or the wife or somebody known loved one tells him no please don't do this change your ha- habit so his his habit changes he changes his habit because. It, it comes completely from within. And of course, that is linked to the purpose also. So it's I think it's on both the sides. It depends at what maturity level we are talking about, if a person is matured enough. And then whatever he is attaining or experiencing his habits, it's completely, or many a times, in fact, it is linked with his purpose. But at the time when the person is not matured, I think it is not always driven by the purpose it's just like this because of something else
0: yeah thank you supashi that makes a lot of sense and perhaps um as you reflect on this one um perhaps you could also illuminate us on uh you know the we're starting to enter the part of a conversation where you know we're starting to talk about purpose and the the different forces which can you know take someone away from their purpose and bring them back and uh, the different uh, peer pressure and emotional pressure, which Subhashi talked about. Uh, and I'm wondering, uh, you know, what are the primary habits, uh, perhaps after you reflected on what Subhashi has mentioned, if you could just illuminate us on uh, the primary habits, which Vihangam York speaks about and spirituality speaks about, uh, what purpose are they aligned with? Uh, what do they really help us do?
2: Uh, great question, and um, so okay, and that and pretty much hits the prime uh, objective of uh today's satsang. Right, we are you're uh, all old enough, wise enough, hopefully, uh, to clearly understand uh, good versus bad habits, and uh, vihangam yoga, uh, meditation. Practice or Yoga philosophy provides a very good platform in addressing, uh, cultivating more and more good habits, and more importantly, uh, how one can address their bad habits and get rid of them. I've I've been uh, fortunate enough uh, to be one among those who uh, you know like most of them. Had a have and still have a good uh, family to support, who have given me a great platform. But but in the but in the ages of growing and uh, <laughs> you know uh, till gaining or attaining or maturing, I have cult. We, we like many, I also cultivated. Ha- the those who those bad habits, which do the the principles of Vihangam yoga made it extremely easy for me to get over those. Uh, And when we talk about these principles or the pillars of uh, Vihangam yoga practice, uh, basically those that come to my mind are, uh, of course, uh, satsang, uh, this media, something that we are currently part of right now, uh, various other uh, congregations that uh, I was happy, uh, fortunate to be associated with some really wonderful, like-minded people. Uh, so satsang is a great platform, one of the pillars that uh, provides as a resource. Uh, sadhana, of course, the meditation practice itself, which does tremendous uh, uh, you know, uh, miracles uh, which I personally have experienced. Uh, then there is the most important, the seva, which is the selfless service, uh, which uh, primarily uh, transforms an individual to be the ideal candidate in addressing one's bad habits and converting them into good, as well as uh, developing and nourishing many, many more good habits. And of course, Swadhyaya, or education. These are, uh, I would say, the main four pillars of Vihangam Yoga uh, philosophy and uh, practice. Uh, Subhashi, do you think you wanted to add anything to that?
1: Yeah, thanks uh, Vijayji. Uh, From Vyangam Yoga point of view, or I think otherwise also, these four pillars, uh, Seva, Sadhana, Satsang and Swadhyaya are are very important. If we see carefully uh, all these four elements, Swadhyaya means education or we can say self-study, self-introspection. Satsang means congregating at one place and meditating together and discussing about the truth. Uh, Sadhana is meditating at different stages and Seva is the service. Uh, These four elements definitely helps everyone, every individual, no matter at what level, what type of habit that person has. If someone is having bad habit, these four will help him to eradicate all those bad habits. All, all means actually all bad habits. And if someone is having none bad habit, which is very rare, but even if he has most of the time good habits, these four practices will help that person to sustain with those good habits because in this modern world, and not only this time, previous also, there are so many external factors involved with us, around us, that we cannot control them. And one way or another, many a times uh, it 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 comes a situation where our habit can be shaken. Even if it is a good habit, it can be shaken by the environment around us. How to be strengthened at that time point, not to be shaken, not to be disturbed because of those environments. It may be possible that at one time, a single individual may not have that much of a strength or capability to sustain. But if we practice regularly the meditation, the doing seva, Uh, the swadhyaya, the self-study and the satsang as well I am more than 100% sure that that individual person will never ever deviate from his good habits or something else Swamiji has mentioned at one place in Swarovid, I think if I remember correctly it is um, the 27th verse of first chapter of first mandal where he mentioned uh, mana chanik vairag something That means the mind works very differently and strangely if it is not controlled properly. Sometimes it can show us such a good thing at one time that we feel like, oh, we are at the top of this world. We are at the peak of this world. No one can beat me or no one can defeat me at that point. But at the same time, at the same time, because of our habits, because of the characteristics of the mind, because of the, of the nature of the mind, it simply pulls out in all different bad habits also. And, and if we are not controlled at that time point from these four uh, activities, what you, you just mentioned, Seva, Sadhana, Satsanga and Swadhyay, it is very difficult to come back again to the top side. Hence, I think these four tools are really a real tool for any individual to implement in the life, to protect, to save the life per se. Vijayji, Avinarji, please.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I think it's really interesting to me because, you know, I think I just want to pick up one of the words that Vijayji used, which is miracle. Um, And, you know, as a person who's personally uh, kind of attempted to go through this path, uh, I just like to really echo that. Like uh, when we say miracle, like we're really just saying that it's miraculous when you look at the person you used to be and the person you've seen to have become. And it's such an organic process, where you know the the personal experience which which I have had and I and I'd like to kind of discuss with yourself as well, Supashi and Viji, is to me it seems like the practice of these four pillars it doesn't change you per se, but it gives you the capacity to change and to direct the change you want to have in your life. Um, You know, it's not like if I start doing server today, then tomorrow I'm going to be, you know, uh, a a certain kind of person. Uh, It, to me, it seems like it makes me so self-aware of who I am and, and what I want to do with my energy and time that, you know, I can then start to practice self-control I can start to balance my life and I can direct my life more meaningfully. Uh, at least, uh, perhaps I'm not explaining it as well, um, but it seems like a personal experience I've had. And I'd, li- I'd like to understand what uh, both of you have to say about this. Like, do you feel that these four pillars are the, the most, one of the things that it, they give you is this capacity to change and, and direct change in your life? So perhaps we could start with uh, Supashi and then uh, see what Vag has to.
1: Yeah, on. thanks, uh, Avinashji. Uh, whatever I, I will speak, I think I will speak on the basis of my own experiences, since uh, I have been practicing meditation, Vihangam Yoga meditation, since my childhood, and of course, whenever wherever I get an opportunity to do Seva, I have been doing that as well. Satsang is is very prime where uh, I try to involve myself to to be a part of satsang as much as possible. Along with this, I think the most important one, what I always believe, is the swadhyaya. So uh, sadhana is one uh, activity, one effort from from my side to put on, and that is completely based on me. Of course, it depends on what kind of environment around me is also uh, available, uh, but at the same time, how much habit I have. I, I consider that as a habit. Doing sadhana... Uh, doing meditation on a regular basis, daily basis, morning and evening, I consider that as a habit. Uh, whether I'm continuing that habit or not, that completely depends on me. But that I'm considering as, as a habit for me. Seva is, of course, uh, it is as and when the, the opportunity is provided. But of course, if someone who who really wants to do Seva, he can find one way or another to do Seva. Why I'm emphasizing on swadhyaya is because We do lots of things here and there. uh, But are we really giving some time, sitting alone, introspecting ourselves or not? Because when we are in society, when we are talking to people, when we are with someone, at least one person, it may be possible that we are not original. We are not original. We can uh, behave in a way, I'm considering it in a good way, uh, just for creating impression to other people, or to the society that I'm like this, I'm like that or not. But the real you is actually when you are alone. No one sees you. No one is around you. What you are doing, what is your habit at that time point? What is your thinking? What is your behavior about yourself? How you think about others? That is the real you, I think. And... We need to introspect that sitting alone to understand what we do, how we do. This I consider as one of the Swadhyaya as well. We are studying ourselves. At the same time, when we we read Swarved, try to understand its couplets, but just reading is not enough. Swadhyaya means doing self-study or education means once we read something, we have to implement those things in our life also. If I tell my son uh, don't uh, tell a lie okay fine but if at the same time I tell a lie it's it, it just uh, simply not acceptable. So what I consider it as when we do even swad, uh, when we do sadhana when we do satsang when we do seva all these four are linked to swadhyaya. I consider that as a study for myself as an individual that how good I am doing all those performances. Whether I need to increase something, whether I need to balance myself more, whether I need to do something else so that I can become more and more better and better day by day. That comes under Swadhyay and really Swarved, really, I'm telling you, really Swarved helps a lot. I think at one time I had mentioned the words of Swarved uh, is, is so, I'm using the word magical, that I mean, it impacts our mind, it impacts our body. it impacts our soul itself very differently as against all the bad things what nature brings in front of us.
0: Yeah, thank okay. you so much, Sapashi. I think that's uh, that's a very very poignant point which you've made there, which is uh, you know the kind of self-reflection and the self-study and how. Uh, how how vital that is in the process. And I'd love to hear also from BJG, like on this point, um, what are your reflections on kind of this concept of discussing, which is uh, the capacity to change, the capacity to direct your life uh, through these different processes, such as self-study? Uh, thank you, Abhinaviji.
2: I, I mean, I, I Pretty much agree with what Subhashi was saying and what role Swadhyay plays. Uh, I tend to agree to to most extent, but at the same time, I would really say, like I mean, like Subhashi said, they are intertwined. All these four S's: the Swadhyay, the Seva, the Satsang, and Sadhana. They are, I would, they they are like. The four limbs. They are. They are all required to pretty much get the objective. Of course, Swadhyay or self-study uh, uh, of, of of oneself. That's basically what the 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 pursuit of every one of us uh, on this uh, forum is to introspect understand the two, the true uh, purpose of each of our uh, lives, uh, our goals, everything finally, if we agree or disagree, boils down to what one looks forward to or looks for himself. That self, whether it's cultivated through uh, your people surrounding you or your well wishes. Finally, it boils down to what one wants for oneself. So understand, Swadhyaya plays a key role. But not all might be fortunate, or not all times would be possible for one to understand or achieve one is looking for through self-introspection these other tools like, say, for example, the role a satsang plays. Not Satsang is a congregation of like-minded people, but not all are at the same, uh, I would say level, or uh, a level of understanding, or level of contribution in a group. They're all different personalities with different perspectives and by being in association with, with the underlying like-minded uh, objective, people can get, uh, you know, admired. They can admire people. They can be uh, benefited and provide indirectly provide the fuel for swadhyay of the person. Similarly, uh, meditation, how does uh, meditation or sadhana uh, play a role? The sadhana plays a role by, how, how does satsang play a role in sadhana? Uh, how, how come service or seva play a role in uh, satsang? They're all intertwined. For example, if you take uh you go, you, you're in a satsang, you talk about, you come in, Come across uh, people, you come across, in, uh, you, you get in touch with folks who have been practicing meditation, let it be Vihangam Yoga, or any other meditation, that inspires you hearing and seeing the transformations in them, and that indirectly helps you in your sadhana practice, or The seva or the service, the selfless service one does inspires someone to be in the company of such individuals. Indirectly, you become part of that satsang of the selfless people. So in in a nutshell, basically what I'm trying to uh, say is all these different uh, pillars of seva, satsang, sadhana, and swadhyaya Are intertwined in one another. And all these play a huge role in uh, obtaining the clear objective of uh, the point we're trying to drive in today's discussion. And uh, as beautifully described in the survey, is these play a vital role uh, for the upliftment of soul and and most importantly, achieving one's objective in life and the purpose.
0: Yeah, thank you, Vijayji. And, you know, in the interest of time, I'll, I guess uh, we'll, we'll leave it here for this week. Uh, and at this stage, I'd just like to thank uh, both G and Vijayji for joining us. Uh, you know, we had a bit of a tricky session with uh, some of our technical difficulties, but thank you both for jumping on and helping us think through these things.
1: Thank you, Vinayji.
0: So that brings us towards the end of another session of the Hanga Global Online Satsang. I hope we all have something to take away from today. Uh, you know, perhaps there's some questions which we can all work through as we go through our uh, next coming week. Uh, I know some of the things I'm going to be thinking about are, you know, what is my purpose? Uh, what am I motivated by? Uh, and are the things I'm doing with my time, are the habits I've developed, are they conducive to these things? You know, V.D.G. and Sapashi today, they explain to us the four principles and pillars of spirituality, uh, so pillars to be more precise, of Swadhyay, Satsang, Sadhana, Seva. And, you know, these are all intertwined, as V.D.G. also mentioned in the end. And the purpose of each of these, uh, you know, as we've kind of understood today, ultimately is to reconnect us with where we want to go with our lives and to, to continuously introspect, to continuously evolve and to continuously reflect you know am I going on the path which I want to be going on and eventually as this process comes to a culmination we find ourselves in a state of permanence and bliss so thank you everyone for joining us this week and join us again next week uh, for another session on the secrets from the side of it, Just with प्रभु शांति प्रदान कर दूर हो सर्व अशांति देव सदा पल शांति शांति shanti